Shalom Aleichem. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. For my Goyim. Happy Friday. The weekend's here. I am a still. St- I am a still. I am a still. I'm still a little sick, just saying. But let's get right into this. Also, fun fact. Justin Patterson, my best friend, my day one, he just let me know that uh, I'm going to the Raptors game with him. On the house. I am not paying for these tickets. What a mensch. Amazing. I can't wait. Amazing tickets too. Section 109. Let's go. Yella. Anyways, just thought I'd share that excitement with you. Let's get right into this bike. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I just woke up from a nap here at work. By the way, I always sleep under the desk at work. It's the best way to nap. So, what do you think the future jobs look like? Just throwing it out there. Well, one way, according to this guy that was on Joe Rogan's podcast, he, he had a thing, a separate spiel. He's saying it's going to be contractor-based. People are going to wake up. Phones will buzz. They'll have five jobs asking them what to do. They'll pick a few, and they'll do it. And then they'll wait. Uh, when they're done those, they'll answer to other jobs as well. And that's the contract-based world we'll live in. Everyone will just be contractors and run their own businesses, and the governments will, uh, I don't know, will that boost economy? Because it's the only way the government would allow that. So they, I guess what I said here, uh, they'll fulfill as many of these gigs as they want, and then they're done. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, when they're done, they can just say, all right, I'm done, that's it. They head off to somewhere else and do remote work somewhere else. I don't know, that could be the future. Anyways, there's a saying here by Marcus Aurelius to move on to some deeper facacta. The best answer to anger is silence. So I hope you take that with you throughout your day. Because, wow, that is such simple advice, yet so good advice. You will not destroy relationships you doing that. The best answer to anger is silence. If you're angry, maybe just take a second. <laughs> even Marcus Aurelius. I love that people, even thousands of years ago, people, or whatever, Marcus Aurelius is probably like more like 500 years ago, but still, these people not that long ago. Sorry, well, that's a long time ago. People knew about this stuff way back. Like, this is not new information, all these things we talk about. Next, Seneca. Sorry if the beginning of this episode has been just all over the map. I'm sorry. I will organize my shit. I'm sorry. Seneca says, We suffer more often in imagination than in reality. Wow, I couldn't agree more with this. I tell everybody that stories are on stories are on stories. Our whole life is just made up stories. Our whole life is just imagination. Our whole life is us believing stories. And uh, we think something will be worse or better than it actually is and the quicker you can teach your brain this the better you'll get through barriers i'm telling you i love that i love that great quote no man is free who is not master of himself epictetus yeah that is so facts just because it comes down to self-awareness once again that you can have everything in the world but if you're not at peace if you're not self-aware you really have nothing you're a parasitic zombie meat suit walking around like a pylon <sighs> okay okay i promise oh my god <sighs> i promise i won't yawn that much it's like i can't really promise that but nietzsche nietzsche the philosopher is saying something i can't tell you how to live differently for you would still be living by someone else's design so try this thought if you lived every life possible in the next time around, nothing would ever be new to you again. And really, this is extremely poetic and it's kind of hard to take in, but Nietzsche is trying to say that you should make every decision like it's an all-time decision. It makes me think about gratitude, right? And it makes me think about how we're getting to experience things really for the first time, always. 
Just think about that. Everything you're doing is the first time you get to experience it in this moment. So even though I've done this podcast before, it's the first time I'm doing this podcast at the age of 25. Uh, No, no. You get what I'm saying at the age of 25 in December. Like, I'm just saying. Everything you're doing is the first time. So imagine if you had to do everything again and again and again. You've lived every experience. Everything would be extremely boring. And so because you're doing everything for the first time, it's not boring. So be grateful for that is what Nietzsche is saying. We apparently live in a space-time reality. I'm about to cough. Okay, I'm done coughing. Holy shit, I'm actually so sick, people. Once I'm drinking water. Also, side note, I'm just going to let my brain go this episode. Yeah, I was talking with my Spanish teacher, and I love how close we are. We're good. We're really good friends now. It's like a pen pal. And I can't wait to see her. And it just feels so good. Like, oh, who would have thought that just from wanting to learn a language, I would all of a sudden create a friend from across the world. Never thought that. If I sound funny, it's because I'm all stuffed up. All right, just, that's why. Okay, back to this space-time reality shmagegi. It's like manifestation stuff, I think. So in the video, he's teaching us how to live within time-space reality. To experience time, we need to change points of consciousness. So, for example, walking in front of a tree and then behind the tree, you need two points of consciousness. One, you're aware you're in front. The other, you're aware behind. That's that's uh, as what he would say is time. That's, you know. So then, to eliminate the space. So to eliminate the space that we travel through to see a new perspective, you switch the variables. So through meditation, you slow down the analytical mind. Once I got to turn off my vibration. Okay, so when you meditate, you can slow down the analytical mind and you can be true awareness and consciousness. You enter this quantum field, apparently, where there is more time than there is space. That's interesting. You use the word quantum field because, by the way, you guys know like quantum energy and quantum code computers it's when two things are one. That's what quantum energy is. When two things are doing that, two things are doing those things at the same time instead of a conga line, different. Uh, a lot of cool scientific examples of quantum stuff. But anyway, so he's saying when you can get to this quantum state, or as he says, a quantum field, which is kind of trippy. So imagine a world like this where everything is frozen. You can hop from one place to another because time is not changing. When we let go of belief labels like negativity we can visualize abundance is what he's saying and you can pair abundance with a set of elevated emotions this happens because our truly clear mind has surfaced we use electromagnetic energy to draw things into our life thoughts being electric and emotions being magnetic okay electromagnetic energy our thoughts are electric and our emotions magnetic electromagnetic thoughts and emotion energy pulling everything we need everything we want in our life so (laughs) i commented i was saying the last part's absolutely mashuga which is yiddish for crazy because i can't find research explaining the magnetic part i think it sounds poetic but the manifesting part's real and actually life-changing so i really do agree with the manifestation part a manifestation's idea that becomes an unfolding event that is the definition of manifestation an idea that unfolds into an event a physical event and this is why i always tell people this is really what i'm about to tell you is about to blow your actual punum off is an ev- a man of everything has happened just it hasn't all manifested and sometimes it never will it has happened so if you say i want to be a millionaire it has happened it just hasn't manifested today and so you put the energy out there and other people will find that energy and manifest that energy for you that's the infinite intelligence part of our, of our life 
just saying because how come scientists across the world who don't share labs or techniques with each other will have scientific breakthroughs at the same time how can you explain that coincidence well that's a lot of coincidence it happens a lot so anyways moving on and and i think that's why a lot of people don't believe in manifestations because they think oh if i manifest something insane it won't and it doesn't happen in my lifetime then manifestation is fake no you got to under (coughs) sorry you've got to understand that we are all the same atoms literally you and i were all the same atoms just moving at different frequencies and and speeds so we latch onto identity that doesn't even exist like identity is such a human construct and that's i'll leave it at that but like what i'm trying to say is manifestation doesn't care about you it just cares about energy and there's another energy form out there like once you put that energy out there remember you cannot energy cannot be recreate uh, or create out of nothing remember that so everything's from stardust and whatever has been created is going to stay created so what i'm trying to say manifestation doesn't know one atom to another the atom that identifies as zev weisdorf manifestation just cares that energy finds other energy similar and that that is as simple as it can get and that's why you, if you die and you didn't manifest something that's okay because that event remember i told you it's an idea turning into an event that event can find an idea still of a living soul and and uh you're dead but your manifestation might actually unfold into an event through some other energy form similar to yours okay because you're not the only bundle of atoms that vibrate at a certain frequency just saying anyways do not okay moving on don't share your goals with people that will kill your vibe. They don't share a similar mindset. Why is this bad? Even if you have a super bulletproof ego, because it's like you're stirring a pot of water and someone stirs it the other direction. You may be a lot stronger, but still slowing you down temporarily. If you can re- reduce the friction in life, things will happen quicker. Now, I, so that's what someone had mentioned. There comes a bigger question. Why rush? Why rush? Why not be patient and learn to enjoy stirring against friction? Then not only are you bound to reach your goal still, but you're going to enjoy that journey too, right? And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Zev, delay gratification, take the friction spoon away. Then you can enjoy the non-friction stir even more leading up to the soup being ready. And I know that was, I'll say that one more time because that's probably really, there's a lot in there. You're thinking, Zev, delay gratification and take the friction spoon away because to take the friction spoon away is delaying gratification it takes energy to take the friction spoon away because then you have to work a little harder but that's delaying the gratification of enjoying the stirring of the friction because remember i told you before maybe you should enjoy stirring against the friction instead of just having it stir easily maybe enjoy the friction and that's the key to life because you'll get there anyways but then someone will say, all right, just delay gratification a little bit and do a little extra work to take the friction spoon away. Then you can enjoy the non-friction stir even more because you'll go, oh, I remember when I had to stir through friction and I, and I remember when I had to work even harder to take that spoon away. You'll enjoy the non-friction even more than you would have originally or you would have enjoyed it more than you would have the, the friction. Um, so, and here lies a philosophical predicament regarding subjectivity's relationship with satisfaction and joy, right? So, um, we're we're satisfied and joyous subjectively upon a situation. So 
if you believe you're going to get more joy out of removing the spoon, you are going to get more joy out of removing the spoon. If you believe you can get as much joy being content with some friction and going slow, then you will gain just as much satisfaction through that activity. Does that make sense? That's why I'm saying subjectivity has a relationship with satisfaction and joy. That's the philosophical predicament regarding subjectivity's relationship with satisfaction and joy. I'll 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 pre, um I'll project this meat suits programming and just say that the person can create a community a community win if they find enough people that also enjoy the stresses of removing the friction spoon then they have won so literally this is i know it sounds wild but this is life like if you find a community of people that enjoy doing something shitty as much as you do then you will enjoy it a lot and i think that's the where you can find a balance and (coughs) excuse me and that's why i said i'm going to project the meat suits programming because i'm programmed to think that's the most nachis fulfilled moment is having a community of people who also enjoy the stress as much as you do. So if you find a community of people that enjoy chilling in the friction for longer in life, then you have won. You have won life. If you find a group of people that enjoy pushing, uh, getting rid of the friction spoon and then having smooth sailing together, you're going to win at life as well. Okay? Um, I personally would prefer to schwitz and take the friction spoon out of the pot, all right, delay the gratification, and then have smooth sailing. You know, I would end up falling in love with the process of taking the spoon out, therefore making the hard work tempor- temporarily fun, and, and, and I would end up enjoying the whole process of taking that friction spoon out. It's very cliche shit, but that's what I'm saying. Um, it, it does, it's, it's spot on, A, eh, with like, with all my goals because as I say this I'm just thinking like this big analogy I've been using reflects do people want to slave away not work very hard but work for 60 years or work a lot find a lot of opportunity and and take more risk and then you know work 15 years hard and then chill I don't know I don't know folks we're at 1350 I'm going to cut this episode. That was this one. If you're confused, so am I. So I'm sorry. I hope you enjoyed and take care. Shabbat shalom. Good Shabbos. Shalom Aleichem. All my Yahudim. For my Goyim. Have a great weekend. Take care. Love you all. Bye.